Welcome back to the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast. As always, this is your co-host, Coach Jimmy G, along with leadership docent, my homeboy, Devon. Uh, Hey, y'all, we appreciate you. Thank you for uh, joining us for our new listeners. Again, we truly, truly appreciate you hitting the play button, downloading, and checking us out for our loyal listeners course you know we appreciate you as well uh we ask whether you're new uh, or old to the podcast one of our uncompromising family members uh give us a like on this particular episode uh make sure that you subscribe to this podcast if you have not done that and leave us a review uh again regardless of what major platform you're using uh maybe you're on apple if you're on podbeam uh definitely if you're on spotify as well there are options now to actually leave us a review Uh, We love the reviews, and we also love to hear your feedback. Uh, How do you feel? What do you think about the podcast, especially as we've been chopping it up? And even though this is not a sports cast, getting into more (laughs) sports-type conversations and topics, but, of course, always bringing it back uh, to the entrepreneur for those out there that are uh, just getting started, looking to jump into the entrepreneurial space. Uh, that's what we're here to do, to, to break it down, give you the X's and O's of building a business while you are pursuing purpose, creating profits, and looking to build a legacy. Uh, yes. And in order to truly do that, uh, your brand is an important part of building that business. But within that, integrity. Having integrity uh, in who you are, what you do, how you run your business, how you serve your folks, your community, and what that really means in in building your brand. Uh, so that's what we're going to be jumping into. Uh, but before we do, I'm doing I'm doing well. Um, I'm feeling good uh, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically. I'm still, you know, uh, for those I don't know if we've talked about it, but my arm is is a little jacked up. I believe I have ripped, torn my bicep. Uh, so. AKA Coach Jimmy G, AKA the Muscle Hamster, has been having to take it a little bit light on the lifting of weights, picking things up and putting them down. Uh, But it's all good. We'll find out in a couple of weeks what the real is and uh, what steps I'll have to take. Um, But anyway, I say all that, uh, besides that little uh, annoyance in my arm, I feel good about where I am at right now. How about you? I'm good, man. I'm feeling good. Uh, a little hungry, um, for sure, but you know, we can get that we got food waiting and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, excited, man. Anticipation's building. We're getting closer and closer to D-Day for the third edition to the family. Um, you know, uh, the missus is, uh, you know, getting bigger, belly dropping more. So, um, as you see, any given moment now, we're hoping to hold out for a couple, you know, at least a couple more days because we got this, uh, Surprise baby shower. It's not really a surprise as we know it, but it's a surprise if we didn't plan anything. It was just one of those situations like, all right, you know, family, friends, y'all got this. You know, we've done the last two. We're not going to do this one, and y'all do it, and we'll just show up. Um, so we need to hold out for a couple more days. Maybe hold out for a couple more days because we don't want the baby to attend his own baby shower. Uh, but, yeah, outside of that, man, you know, good spirits. Actually feeling really, really good, too, coming off of, you know, um, this is kind of a uncompromising uh, entrepreneur pod after dark. Yes. Kind of. Uh, just because <laughs> we're starting later than, than we typically do. But that's because we just got finished hopping out of a Twitter space, mm-hmm. um, you know, and doing some more research, you know, as we continue to immerse ourselves in uh, the, you know, this uh, crypto NFT 
blockchain space and just really getting more familiarized with that and um, feeling really encouraged, man, just, you know, coming off of some of the conversations we've, you know, been privy to or been a part of over these past couple of weeks and um, months as, you know, we continue to learn and make connections. And um, that actually, um, that actually got me down the rabbit hole just a little bit around, you know, you know, this very topic of integrity, right? Because, you know, right now, since, you know, you're so early in the space and the space is the opportunity is large, but mm-hmm. the people in it right now is small. It's a very small community. We're like super early adopters, innovators. If it, it genuinely feels like we're navigating the wild, wild west, or we're part of like kind of that early nineties, you know, internet.com boom, where people were figuring out, all right, we got this tool. What can we do with it? Mm-hmm. Right. And what you see is a lot of folks, that are either in it for the long haul, maybe they have some really good, you know, just um, entrepreneurial fundamentals and they realize, hey, I'm building something. And so I'm in it for the slow burn in the sense of, all right, I'm not trying to get a quick flip. I'm trying to build something that's going to be long-term sustainable, all the things that we talk about. Mm -hmm. And then you also see the other folks that are coming in and they're the you know, mortgaging, you know, the people that are mortgaging their reputation, their integrity, whatever the case may be, in order to try and make these quick flips. But because the community is so small, you know, like you may you may get get me or a couple of people once, but bread ain't gonna happen again. Mm-hmm. Right. And we see the the implications of that. And so as this space continues to attract entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, the the whole nine, like you can't help but think about the importance of your personal brand and your integrity, right? Um, and it's funny because I, I know you and I have been, you know, a part of plenty of conversations with entrepreneurs, um, whether we've been coaching them directly, whether we've been in spaces where you have folks that have this aversion to investing heavily in their personal brand or investing energy and time into their personal brand. What I mean by that is like, you got the people who say, Man, I don't want to be on social media. No, I don't want to hop in front of the camera. No, I don't want to go out and talk and connect with people. I don't want to network. I don't want to talk up in these spaces. Like, I just want to I want to open my storefront. I want to say I have a product. And then, like, the customers will come, right? Yeah. Because they like the product. And now they trust the product. And um, I think more so now than at any point, people genuinely care about the individuals, the personal brands, the individuals that are behind these brands. Because those are the those are essentially what they're investing in. They're investing in their belief in you, in your decision making, in your story, in the fact that uh, they feel like you have the making, the components, all of those things in order to be successful. So, the last thing you can do as an entrepreneur today, a solopreneur today, is not think about your personal brand. All right, not think about your personal brand. And if you are thinking about your personal brand, ensuring that your personal brand reflects the mission, the vision, the purpose um, of your of, of your your organization, of your company, what you're trying to build, of your legacy. Otherwise, you could find yourself in a position where you end up mortgaging that and you may be able to make a quick hit, right? But you're going to end up going bankrupt in the long term. And I don't just mean um, financially only, but also morally bankrupt in the long term. Mm-hmm. And it's going to prevent you from being able to uh, grow, evolve, move into different spaces, right? Um, and so <clears throat> it, the I was sitting on that, and 
than the recent news around like uh, Brian Flores and Hugh Jackson just kind of like that was the tipping point, right? Like that yeah. was that was the inflection point. If you, yeah. <laughs> if you guys uh, watched the last episode that uh, Jimmy and I just dropped, where we talked about inflection point. That was the inflection point for us to say, now nah, we definitely got to talk about this, right? Um, and so for our listeners out there that may not be familiar with that story, Jimmy, why don't we start with just like, let's catch them up to speed. Like what's going on with Brian Flores? Who is Brian Flores if people aren't familiar? And then we can talk about um, the lessons there as an entrepreneur around integrity. So you mentioned two names, Brian Flores and, and Hugh Jackson. Jackson. Um, so Brian, Brian Flores was previously the coach of the Miami Dolphins. Um, also happens to be my wife's favorite NFL team. Even though she needs to work on her fandom a little bit, but I digress on that. Miami Dolphins. I know a couple of Miami Dolphins fans. Uh, he was recently released, uh, and as as typical, and we talked a little bit about this, kind of that that Black Monday uh, at the end of the season. There's typically, you know, a lot of coaches that are are let go uh, and terminated from their role with the organization, and there was about nine different uh, teams that were looking for coaches. Brian Flores was a candidate. Uh, while he was let go, he still had a very, uh, a, a fairly successful season, especially with the, the parts and pieces that they had on the team, the players and such. Um, so yeah, so he was going through this process of, of interviewing. If you don't know about uh, the NFL as well, there is uh, this Rooney. It's called the Rooney Rule, um, which states that every, every club, every team when they're going through their interviewing process, um, whether it's for the coaching position or even one of the uh, front office positions, um, they should be looking to at least interview a, a minority candidate. Um, and the, the feel uh, from, you know, just I guess what I've heard from different folks and coaches and even player, you know, past players that are talking on different sports shows and, and radio and such, um, even though this rule has been there for, I can't, I don't know exactly how many years. Um, it's just, it's not necessarily working as intended. Uh, while yeah, I think the rule's been around for about a decade or so. Yeah. Yeah. While coaches are getting interviewed, the, the feel, and this is, uh, what Brian Flores felt is that these teams are just checking a box. Um, there's some other things that we'll get into, but the the kind of the nail in the coffin for him, what kind of say, the inflection point for him, right, was um, for my beloved team, the New York Giants. He was one of the candidates, and he gets a text from Bill Belichick, out of all people, congratulating him on, hey, I kind of got the word that you know, like you're the person. I'm paraphrasing whatever. You're the person for the job in New York. Uh, long story short. There's two Bryans, Brian Flores and then Brian Dayball, who actually did get the job as the New York Giants head coach. And Bill Belichick that thought that's who he was texting. Uh, and it wasn't Dayball, it was Flores. And Flores was like, damn, I haven't even had my interview yet, coach. That's coming up in like – flying up there. Yes, in like two days or something like that. So he realized that was for him just even more proof of what he was feeling that, you know, there's these kind of backroom conversations and – he and others are just not getting a fair shot. And again, the teams seemingly are just checking off boxes to say, yes, we've kind of fulfilled this, this Rooney rule. Um, other things that are within this class action lawsuit that now and his lawyers have brought to the NFL uh, is 
basically being asked and, and bribed really to, to lose games. So, you know, the, the, the worse your, your, uh, your season is right. And the more losses you have, your record um, will depict your standing within the draft. And if we're not doing really well, that means we get a higher draft. We could pick more players. Uh, so anyway, so he was also um, stating that that was all that also happened to him in, in Miami. And then Hugh Jackson, same thing while he was with the Cleveland Browns, he was also offered uh, money and, and different incentives to actually lose games. Um, and then oddly enough, I don't, I don't know if it came out whether he did or not. Brian Flores definitely said he did not do that. Like, I'm coaching to win. We play to win. Right. We're not going to lose games on purpose. Um, I think Hugh Jackson was coaching to win, but the team just was that bad. Yeah, they were. But they still are. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, again, it's the organization, right? But anyway, so mm-hmm. that's, that's what's going on right now is – and there's other coaches now coming out that, you know, have gone through similar situations and – from what the lawyers say, you know, they believe will be added to this this class action lawsuit as well. Um, but that is where we stand with kind of what's going on right now with Brian Flores and, and again this this lawsuit against the NFL. But it speaks to to his integrity as he talked about it a lot. That you know, and I think there was another story that you were just telling me about. But just the fact that he stands for truth and he wants the truth to be known, and knowing that he is basically. And when when he came out with this lawsuit, he was still in the running for two two job openings. I think was the Den- Texans, the Texans, uh, and I I want to say Denver, but I don't think that's he was Denver was Chicago. It might have been Chicago. Um, regardless, there was two there were two jobs. Maybe it was Tennessee. There was two jobs that he was. Um, well, not not Tennessee. They still have uh, their coach. Right. Yeah. Uh, two jobs that he was still in the running for, but just knowing that even though he still felt like he was a great candidate for those roles, for those opportunities. This is probably going to definitely really just destroy any chances that he may have of coaching in the NFL again. Uh, And knowing as as he's expressed from where he came from and how he grew up and what football and coaching has meant to him and to his family and how important that is and that opportunity to work with men uh, and to coach people but because he felt so strongly about this situation and, and bringing these things to light and, and expressing truth uh, and staying true to himself, he knew that this was something that he had to do. Uh, and that's, that's where we stand right now is, is seeing where, you know, where this continues to go uh, with, with this class action lawsuit against NFL. So that's a great example, man, of exactly what we're talking about. Um, that we're seeing you know, with entrepreneurs, even in the emergence of these decentralized spaces, is you got two people who have different mindsets. You have folks that are going to operate with high integrity, even if it means no short-term gains. And then you have folks that are looking for short-term gains and will mortgage their integrity in order to do so. And obviously, you know, from Brian Flores' example and Hugh Jackson's example, what's been shared, these are individuals that have literally said, I'm going to forego the short-term gains. Like, think about, like, I think about Hugh Jackson's situation, right? Because Brian Flores' situation was a little bit different. Like, he was asked to throw games, like, to, you know, poor coaching, poor decisions, mm-hmm. poor, you know, uh, poor lineups. It takes some time off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, like, they were giving him um, 100 grand uh, per game loss, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and he won out. 
you know, he went out, but you got somebody like Hugh Jackson, right? I'm using him as the example because this man was asked, he was told to lose. I will give you a hundred thousand or more um, for every loss. And he went out there with the intent of winning and still lost some. But because he had told him no, now you lost and you didn't get any type of financial gain from it, right? Yeah. You put in the effort and you still lost. You still lost. Now he could have easily gone back and said, "Well, you know." Turn out to be a loss, right? Or he could say, you know, take stock of the team and say, I don't have any talent at quarterback. I got sketchy talent here, sketchy. I'm probably going to lose anyway. What the hell is stopping me from just saying, yeah, and then cutting the check? Well, his integrity, right? His integrity. Now, in this situation with Hugh Jackson, he was out of the league for a little minute. He applied for some other uh, head coaching jobs. He eventually got on as a coordinator, and he's been, you know, eating for several, several years as a coordinator. He's very respected, still considered a respected offensive mind, right? Still consider somebody you want to be to have a part of your organization. Well, again, why? Because of the high integrity. Like when you hear other coaches talk about him, and even the coaching tree that he's a part of. Right. From Marvin Lewis and kind of the Tony Dungy relationships and all that stuff. Right. He is a he is he is in their image. He's a coach that that is made in their image in mm -hmm. terms of his approach. Right. And so, yeah, in the short term, he didn't get jobs. Right. He was out of the league for a little bit. But he didn't long he didn't mortgage his integrity. And therefore, in the long run. Right. He was able to get back into the game that he loves and that to, you know, um, to be in these rooms and, and still hold his reputation, his respect. Right. Uh, and Brian Flores is experiencing a bit of that right now. Like, yeah, he's probably not, he's not going to get a head coaching job. He's not. Um, that's the, the sad reality. Um, some of it you can say is because maybe some of those individuals, those owners, those general managers are a part of that, that network, that good boy network or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. that um, are uh, perpetuating, you know, kind of, you know, these, these um, you know, being gatekeepers in these spaces and not giving folks a fair shake. And part of it is that there's other organizations that are just making a business decision and saying, look, we're already not a good team. We got all of these other external factors. The last thing we need is now some type of, you know, um, for lack of a better term, distraction, media distraction. And how is he going to be able to coach if he also has to worry about answering questions about the pending lawsuit? And we also have to worry about answering questions around that. Like, how are you going to get the team focused? How are you going to get the team organized? How are you gonna... It's challenging enough to win in this league yeah. without outside distractions. And so you have some folks that are saying, well, we, we can't afford to have that. As much as we support you in, a, in solidarity, we can't afford to have that because at the end of the day, the GM, all these other individuals, our livelihood may come down to the very fact that we win next year or not, right? Um, and so, yeah, he's, he's going to probably forego some short-term interest. But in the long run, I guarantee I'll put my money on it, right? We can come back to this episode in a year, two years, whatever the case may be. I put my money on it in the long term. He's going to be more than all right because people are going to look back at this as an inflection point, as a watershed moment, as somebody who showed courage, integrity, the highest integrity. I mean, you're talking about somebody, um, you know, a part of the class action lawsuit. They were talking about some of these things that he was asked to do, including, you know, being incentivized to lose games. There was another one where they tried to set up an illegal meeting between him and an unnamed free agent quarterback who we later discover is actually Tom Brady, right? So you are a brand new coach 
who coached in, in um, New England. So you have a relationship with this player. You understand how he, uh, you already understand how he leads. You understand he can be a game changer for your organization and you, know, you can tie yourself to his success. You have your owner saying, hey, come to my yacht. We're going to hang out. I'm going to have a surprise guest. You get there. It's not even like the day before, two days before. You get there. And when you get there is when you find out that the surprise guest is going to be Tom Brady. Again, somebody who you have a relationship with, somebody who can be a game changer for your team, somebody who is unquestioned, um, you know, considered the greatest of all time in his position. Mm -hmm. And this is your first head coaching step. Right? I'm trying to paint a picture for our entrepreneurs out there. For our listeners out there in terms of the opportunity that was being presented to him right and for him to say hold on i'm not i'm not meeting with him no i'm not, i don't want to go to words i'm leaving i'm leaving this boat right now that's tampering there is it there's literally a rule in the nfl against that it's, there's tampering i'm not going to get caught up in this that's not how i want to run my organization that's not how i conduct myself as a coach mm -hmm. i'm out and left did not meet with Tom Brady, did not stay on the yacht, did not uh, have an opportunity to influence Tom's decision-making to potentially get, again, a quarterback who has all, all the accolades and all the leadership in the world and could be a game-changer for you as a first-time coach in that locker room in Miami. That is integrity. He forego, he forego, um, he for you forego the short-term mm -hmm. benefit of getting Tom Brady to say, nah, bro, we're not about to play this game where, you know, in the beginning of our relationship, you have me compromising my integrity. Because if I compromise it here, what else are you going to ask me to compromise it? Yes. Yes. Right. Um, and so I, I think that's tremendous. Right. So, um, and now I know our listeners are saying, okay, well, I'm, I'm picking up some of what you're talking about, but like, how do we piece it all together? Right. How do we piece it all together and apply it in the entrepreneur in the business space, right? Well, again, it comes back to exactly what we've been stressing around the importance of understanding your personal brand. For Flores, for Hugh Jackson, their brand, their style of leadership, their style of coaching is built on a foundation of high integrity. How can I be somebody who's going to have high accountability in my organization if I don't have high integrity as a leader? I'm not going to ask my men to... Um, adhere to rules to, I can't ask my men to adhere to rules to conduct themselves, um, in a, in, you know, with the utmost professionalism to show up on time to all of these things. If I already am not right within myself, mm -hmm. if my brand doesn't reflect that. And so for you as an entrepreneur, you have to be cognizant of what your personal brand is. And they, there has to be consistency. Now, it's even easier today for there to be a disconnect, right? Um, if you're any, you know, if you're anything like myself, like Jimmy, we got multiple social medias, right? We got um, a, um, we got a IG, uh, Instagram page for the podcast. We got an Instagram page for the coaching business. We got an Instagram page for us as individual coaches. We got our own personal <laughs> Instagram pages, right? With us appearing in multiple spaces in you know the social the social media spaces us appearing in multiple places with multiple hats or multiple presentations hey this is the podcast 
And this is the coaching business, which they're related, but they're different business models, they're different offerings. This is me as an individual coach, and these are the things that are important to me from a leadership philosophy or from an entrepreneurial philosophy. This is Jimmy as a as a uh, entrepreneurial coach, and these are the things that are important to him. And you can see how those things tie into the bigger business and to the podcast, but they're all ran separately, mm-hmm. right? And then you got our personals of this is, you know, me, Devon, the the father, the crypto enthusiast, the, um, you know, um, curator of comedy in my Instagram <laughs> stories and just, uh, you know, random stuff that make, that makes me laugh. And so you got that brand as yeah. well, right? It's not hard, even though we're in these different spaces, it's not hard for you to find me in each one of those spaces. And if, I'm, for example, if I'm being an evangelist for entrepreneurship and NFT and crypto spaces and blockchain technology on my coaching business, but in my personal, I'm talking crap about it. You know, I'm, you know, uh, cracking jokes about it. I'm, you know, talking about how it's, it's, it's a waste of effort or endeavor. There's a disconnect there. Mm-hmm. My personal brand doesn't reflect my business brand. And now what does that say to potential clients when they're looking at my my um, business brand do I have credibility have I eroded my credibility is this you know him offering these services or talking about these things because it's it's what's in right now and so he's trying to make a quick lick right there has to be continuity there has to be consistency there and when there's not you can do irreparable damage to your brand um, matter of fact bro you were just telling a story about um a social media influencer uh, recently who, who mortgaged her, her reputation, um, you know, when she jumped off into this entrepreneurial space, like, yeah, you gotta share that, bro. I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't know if, if this was necessarily done on purpose. I think what it, what it, it also reflects as we get into this story for entrepreneurs, right. Is, is how you can, you making decisions or lack of decisions can yeah can can affect negatively affect your brand. So, uh, social media influencer uh, Brittany Brittany Dawn Davis, uh, almost almost two million followers between YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and you know, at, early on I guess around 2013 2014 she was more of kind of a, a fitness influencer on these social media platforms. Uh, with her business was Brittany Dawn Fitness LLC. Uh, and so she's being sued right now by the state of Texas. Uh, so yeah, we're talking about a lot of lawsuits too. The reason that she's being sued is because in advertising, not just, you know, within her social media platforms, but this business and the services, uh, she was providing plans, workout plans and meal plans to to her following, to her community. But in advertising, was stating that this is personalized. She was promising personalized nutritional guidance and individualized fitness coaching uh, for up to three hundred to to even almost four hundred dollars for like three months, right? For like ninety days of of these services. But what these individuals are saying within this lawsuit is that it wasn't personalized. Like maybe after a couple of weeks and they were getting some emails, maybe some texts, and then the communication stopped. But even when they were getting communication, you can tell that it wasn't anything that was was personal or specific to them as an individual. Um, 
you know, they might get a text and say, you know, hey, girl, you're doing great. Or, you know, let's go, babe, you got this, which, again, they can tell that it was something that was generic messaging going out to everybody. Um, <laughs> what was funny is that I guess while the lawsuit is now, the the disgruntled customers have been like this has been going on for some years. And I was watching a clip earlier uh she was on some type of talk show and she was, you know, I guess basically looking for grace and just stating that, you know, hey, like, you know, there's no there's no playbook, you know, on how to do this in this space, you know, in this social media. And <laughs> and I chuckled and laughed because, one, people have been doing online fitness training for some time. And then I know because I did that almost almost 15 years ago. My daughter's 15 now. So um, but regardless it's business. It's making sure that what you, you're promising people and you're saying you're going to provide based on this transaction that you fulfill that promise. You, you provide what you're saying you're going to provide. Uh, and for whatever reasons, that was not happening. So uh, again, she is being, uh, being sued and it is all over uh, the headlines and in the news right now. Um, and again, when you think about her and her personal brand, obviously her stock is dropping because people don't trust it anymore. And I think even now she's not necessarily doing the fitness. She even, uh, she's doing some different stuff. Um, but again, just another example of how detrimental it can be if integrity, if you don't have integrity, and even, again, even if it, this wasn't something that she necessarily did on purpose, but you know, I mean, you know, if you're saying personalized, but you're sending somebody uh, a or everybody, you know, a generic 90 day workout plan uh, or a generic meal plan, which, you know, before we started recording, I was talking about like for somebody who has almost two million followers, you know, even if you got small percentages of people to sign up for your program, that's still a lot of people. Yeah, if you're just one person, unless you have a whole team of nutritionists and trainers, like there's no way you're going to be able to do that. And I also kind of mentioned, I don't know how the customers thought they would get personalized stuff from this one individual, but that's on them. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's just interesting as we're talking about again, branding and, and she obviously she did a great job of branding her image and sharing her life, right. Sharing her story. Um, I was reading about, you know, on YouTube, she also kind of started by, um, sharing her, her engagement and her wedding and, and again, using all of these different aspects of her life to build this brand. And then when it was time to monetize, that piece of it just did not work out uh, as maybe she thought it would. Uh, and again, the, the stock is dropping on uh, Brittany. So you bring up a good point, man, because you said, like, before you got into the story, you're like, I don't know if she was intentionally trying to do this or not, but this is, this is what the outcome was, right? So I think that's important because when you, when you also – Think about like protecting or building your personal brand. It all has to be rooted in authenticity. And sometimes we can, you see people make the mistake of falling into that old adage of fake it till you make it. Um, I don't believe in that in terms of how you present what you can deliver. Um, yeah. I do think that that's a powerful mindset to have when it comes to like confidence like you, yes. you know um right your your confidence and your your self-belief but not when it comes to product services the whole nine don't sit here and you know try to sell us a fire festival 
<laughs> if you guys have seen the documentary, <laughs> right? Nelson doesn't sit here and try to sell it's a fire festival, right? It's going to be uh, crystal blue waters, and you're going to be able to swim with the pigs, and everybody will have their own personalized hut, and uh, <laughs> the finest of unlimited eats, and then you get there, and it's, and it's... you know, FEMA tents, and, um, you know, um, jam sandwiches, as we used to call them growing up, like, when he's really hungry, like, not that there's jam on it, but, like, you take two pieces of bread and you just jam, jam it together, together. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, um, she may very well have had every intention of really wanting to serve this followership that she's been able to build from being authentic and sharing her journey, her story. But she entered the space, um, you know, presenting herself, presenting a an inauthentic version of herself in terms of what she was ready to deliver. Mm-hmm. And I think what's clear when you think about relationships in general, relationships in general, right? This applies to your relationships with your customers, your tribe. It, repli- it applies to your relationships, your personal relationships. Intention is less important than the action. You can intend to want to provide the best services in the world and do right by these people. But if the action, if the outcome of that is I didn't protect you, I didn't make good on my commitments, I didn't um, follow through with my word. And then because of those things, I've eroded trust. It doesn't matter what your intention was. And so you're right. You may not uh, you may not be malicious in thinking that, oh, man, I'm going to play people. You could just be biting off a little bit more than you can chew because you want to present yourself in a manner that you're not there yet. Mm-hmm. And that can be damaging. I think it's also helpful for people to understand that folks want to see, they want the genuine, authentic you, and they want to go along with the, the growth, the journey of growth. Um, when you're doing that, when you're cognizant of your personal brand and making sure that your personal brand aligns with your values from your business and the, and the whole nine, people can see that. They can see when those things are in sync mm-hmm. and that attracts them to you. You find the people that you need to find. So yeah, you're right. She had two, 2 million people. Maybe all 2 million people are not going to be potential customers of her personalized coaching fitness brand. That is fine. You don't need all 2 million people, right? What you need is, you know, 2,000, 20,000 fanatics. Mm-hmm. And being able to serve those 2,000 or 20,000 people effectively. And when you do that and you created that tribe, that community that's built on authenticity and that they grow with you and they see how you've grown, they see how you scale, they see how you've been effective in that space. Now you have the resources and the means and, um, and also the grace to be able to continue to evolve and bring on nutritionists and all these other folks and t- uh, build a team out that can help you serve more people that may be coming to you. And those other people that may be coming to you may not even exist in that, that 2 million that you started with. You could be expanding that 2 million to a whole new market of folks that were not interested in hearing your story about your home and your engagement, but they see what you're doing in this space. They see that you're doing it effectively, authentically, that there's a community, and now you've expanded your impact and your influence, right? And so you don't have to mortgage your reputation intentionally or unintentionally, which I'll give a lot of our entrepreneurs a benefit of the doubt. I really genuinely believe that the majority of us out there, the majority of our entrepreneurs out there, when we find ourselves in these situations, it's unintentional. Mm-hmm. It's us 
it's us wanting to hunger, hungering for success, hungering for creating a, a, a tribe, a community, a customer base, and being able to monetize that we say, well, look, I can't like, I'm not ready now, but if somebody says yes, like I'll figure it out, I can yeah. do it. Right. I'll figure out how to make it happen. Um, and that may work for the one off, but when you start getting two, five, 20, 50, a hundred, then no, it's no longer a one off. Now it's your business model and you haven't done the, the necessary work to build a foundation that's scalable. Yeah. You find yourself in the situation like, um, you know, this uh, entrepreneur, this influencer, um, you know, found herself in. And so, um, I think that's just really, really important, right? When you're doing it right, when you're focused on, you know, um, truly building out, um, your brand or ensuring your personalized brand matches with the brand that you're building for your business, um, you'll realize that, you know, you can find your tribe, you can find your core customer base, which Jimmy and I talk about quite a bit, um, that it also gives you the ability to adapt because, again, people want to see that growth. They mm -hmm. want it. They have, they give you grace. They want to see you continue to evolve um, as, a, as a person, as a brand, as a, um, a business. Um, and it also creates a very unique angle, a distinct angle for your business, right? Because at the end of the day, regardless if we're occupying the same spaces, all of us have different experiences that we bring to the table. And so we have our own sauce, mm -hmm. right? We have our own sauce. And sometimes we spend too much time, you know, trying to peep what's on somebody else's plate and table and say, well, how do I get that sauce? And like, bro, the, the, the sauce that you have <laughs> is way more desirable for the meal that you're cooking. Like it's mm -hmm. way more compatible for the meal that you're cooking. You over here trying to, you know, take Gary V sauce and like, bro, I'm you're like, it's solid, but it's not going to pair well with what you're cooking. Cause you don't have those experiences. Yeah. It's not rooted in authenticity. Right. So people can tell it's an imitation and not the, the real deal. I think what so, you know, when we're talking about branding, right, some people may think, oh, why are you guys talking about integrity? And you may think of branding as, you know, like, what are the colors and, and do you have, you know, your your logo and, and, and things like that, which are important uh, and are part of that. But nowadays, you know branding and your brand really have to do with you and and what is that story and being able to tell that story uh and i think it you know obviously for her to have almost two million followers she she did a very good job of building a brand right and building a following and building a community and to your point there might have been you know different groups following her for different reasons um but i think you may find yourself out there, you know, you're doing stuff. Maybe you have a following right now. You know, maybe you, you have a passion about finances. You have a passion uh, about uh, about the crypto space and cryptocurrency or entrepreneurship. Whatever that passion is, uh, you know, you're out there on social media talking about those things. Maybe, you know, you're into gaming. It, whatever that topic is, you're you're passionate about that and you're out there building a community and, and, and serving and providing content, providing uh, words of inspiration to people, knowledge to people, and you're building a community. And then you realize, wow, like, okay, not that this was necessarily how I, I started it or, or, or thought at the beginning, but how do I, I think I have something. How do I start to, to monetize this, right? And maybe, you know, I'm doing these things, but this is not 
like I have a full-time job. There's other stuff that I'm doing, but maybe I can really do this since I'm truly passionate about this. How can I make this a business and make this what I do? That's why we talk, right? The main thing that we discuss is like the the fundamentals, man, the, the foundational things that you need to know to truly start a business and have your processes in place and have things set up so that, Again, you're expecting success, especially for somebody uh, like Brittany who had, again, almost 2,000 followers, but your reasoning is you're like basically you didn't have your processes set up. That's not what she said, but you know, I, I didn't, there's not a blue, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what I was there's doing. There's not a blueprint for this. Yes, there is. There, there's a blueprint. Actually, there's processes for all of this stuff, for intake, for nurturing, for communication. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you don't have to type the emails yourself. You don't have to send the text message yourself. It's a failure in processes. Correct. Uh, so that also just, you know, I think it's just an important thing that making sure that you have those foundational pieces set up so that you're ready for that type of success. Not a success of just followers, but now when you're trying to monetize and to provide a service that they're going to pay for, but again, it's a, it's a mutual, uh, you know, this business relationship that they're going to hopefully benefit from, but you're set up for that, right? And you're ready for that success and ready for those things to take place so that even if it was unintentional, you don't put yourself at risk of ruining your brand and your reputation. Now, you're you're hindering your opportunity to to create revenue, to create profits and actually have a business. And part of that is is what we talk about, right? We're, we're not just trying to help people start a business. We want to help you start it, keep it, and scale, scale it. it. Well, if you if you ruin your reputation and your brand, then, again, your ability to create profits scale. is um, – I'm not saying it's going to be completely over. You may have to work you know, your way back to building trust again and doing that. Um, but that just might be a long road to to hoe, right? So, um, just things to think about. You know, again, the the impact, and maybe even sometimes the, the unintentional consequences of not having your business buttoned up, and how that could affect your brand and the perception that your community has of you. Um, and about you know, telling your story, telling your story, and making sure that you're you're authentic in in who you are and what you're presenting, um, you, so people yeah. can really you know gravitate towards that uh and 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 know know the real you and i think that's that's what people want people want realness these days so thousand percent yeah and actually bro what you're sharing is just spot on to um this is actually a nice little um transition as we call it in the biz or uh setup uh you know when we talked about the importance of your personalized brand and we also talked about like in this instance just the importance of understanding like making sure you're having your foundations like solid and um how those two can go hand in hand in terms of if your foundations aren't solid and you're not able to deliver how it ends up impacting how your personal brand and how you perceive and your reputation like we see it every single day as we continue to entrench ourselves in this uh you know, this new decentralized space and the, the concept around, these, you know, these blockchain technologies, decentralized technologies, the same, the same principles that exist for you being successful as an entrepreneur, solopreneur in the, the non-digital, non-blockchain space is applicable in the blockchain digital space, meaning blockchain cryptocurrency nfts whatever you want to talk about or gravitate towards it's a technology it's not a business it's a tool 
It's a new tool. It is not the silver bullet for not having a vision, not understanding your tribe, not having processes built out, not having your foundation solidified, not understanding who your uh, your your archetype client is, not understanding what niche you're serving, not understanding or not having a, 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 a intake process to once you get a new customer who's interested, how do you get them in the funnel? How do you nurture them? How do you continue to, to, to um to communicate with them? How do you create additional value for the existing customers you have today? How do you build community? How do you upsell? All of these things are the foundational principles of building a successful business. It is the reason why the bit it's the, it's the same playbook that made the, the businesses that were started in the 1700s successful that are making the businesses that are successful today in the 2000s, 2022 successful. Now, the technology has evolved, so the pace at which you're able to scale or accelerate or um, the type of community, the breadth of community you can serve has exponentially increased. Right. So you may need less physical footprint, but you still need to have the same fundamentals. Mm -hmm. And so you see time and time again, for example, you know, a lot of solopreneurs, content creators, artists entering this uh, this you know blockchain space and they think, OK, cool. I, you know, I know how to mint. Right. I know how to mint an NFT. I know how to create a, a project. Maybe I connected with a, um, somebody who's a developer and they can um, help me do a project that scale and do a large project. Um, and that's it. All I gotta do is create the art, and then, and then you know, set up a Discord, and all right, we're in business. No, no. You see people who do that time and time again. Those projects fail. They lose rep. They lose credibility in the space. They get tagged with, um, you know, uh, labels such as you know that person. You know, th you know they're known for rug pulls, mm -hmm. right? But <laughs> literally pulling the rug up from other people, right? Um, and because of how small the space is today, again, the opportunity is big, but the space is small. How small the space is today, literally, people are being um, I was ostracized, for lack of a better term. I think maybe a better term is just, people are literally just being, you know, quarantined and, like, stay away. Like, I will never, ever, I don't want to be in the same space as this person. I will never be involved yeah. in a project with this person. I don't want... I'm going to tell everybody I can tell about this individual. I saw it today. We're, you know, we're in discords and people are sharing, hey, you know, boom, I mean, this, this art is dope. Yeah, that art is dope, but the creator is trash. That person, they disappeared from the discord. They did, da, da, da. they did this. They did this. Great art. Phenomenal artist. So great product. But their personal brand as, um, as an entrepreneur, as a business runner, as a community builder, as serving their tribe is offered. Trash. Never. I never want to. Matter of fact, we have, and I've seen this too, we have a separate thread uh, or social media group going just trying to find this person <laughs> so that we can, <laughs> so that we can subvert whatever they're getting into in the future mm. to let people know how, how you need to stay away from anything associated with this individual, right? Yeah. And we are at literally ground zero probably ground negative something of what this space can eventually evolve to be, right? And so um, I just think for entrepreneurs out there, if the same struggles you experience may be going on your own, you know, as a solopreneur or in a non-digital space or 
uh, maybe even a digital space, but maybe it was web two. Those same struggles that you experience, you're not going to be able to run away from them just by jumping to a new technology. You're not going to be able to run away from them just hopping into the, to the latest trend and trying to figure out how to do that, right? Um, if you struggled with consistency in communicating with your audience and messaging and, and you know, define, you're defining your tribe and finding your right people, if you struggle with that on Facebook, you're going to struggle with it on Instagram, you're going to struggle with it with the Reels, and you're going to struggle with it in TikTok. I don't care if you do a cool little dance to it. It's still the same foundations are off. If you struggle with delivering product face-to-face in your local community where you're probably only serving or marketing to individuals that are within your reach of your quote-unquote supply chain, mm-hmm. um, i.e. you being able to get in your car, you're going to struggle with delivery and supply chain and some those same principles if you don't have your foundation shored up. If you expand your geographic footprint outside of your community and you say, I want to serve the entire United States or I want to serve Canada or I want to serve multiple states, you're still going to struggle unless yeah. your foundation is on point. And if your foundation is not on point, I'm, I'm here to tell you from firsthand experience, we're here to tell you from firsthand experience, there's not a single consumer out there in the marketplace that's going to... Um, Look at, you know, look at your failure to deliver, you know, because you don't have, you know, your failure to deliver and say, well, maybe their foundation is not on point. They're going to immediately make a determination around your reputation and your personalized brand. And you're going to be stuck with that, whatever it is. And you're not going to have the opportunity to say, well, I intended to, but my supply chain or I intended to, but I didn't do a good job of defining my tribe. And so that's why I, mm, not a single person is going to want to have that conversation or listen to that conversation or even be interested in it. They're just going to immediately make a determination around your brand, and that's going to impact your personalized brand. It could potentially impact the long-term viability of your business, your ability to, again, scale it, keep it, grow it so that you can build a legacy. Yeah. So what what's your intentions, right? If you're, if you're going in with the intention of making quick money, uh, and I saw that on uh, on BitCloud, you know, when I first jumped in there and, and there was a lot of rug pulling and people were being uh, called out in uh, in Clubhouse and in these different rooms because of the, the activities that were going on and people were losing money or, you know, being promised one thing and then it turns out to be something different. Um, but it's it's also the other point I want to make is just it's consistency, right? Just continuing to show up. If you're in it for the short term, then I guess that's cool. If if you're okay with that, and if you're okay with taking advantage of people, when you're going into business, that's why you know we we talk about what definitely knowing your why and having a very good understanding of why you're doing what it is that you're trying to do, but also asking yourself right when we talked about kind of goal setting a little bit at the beginning of of, of this season, are you willing? to do what it takes in order to achieve that goal. So when we're talking about these products and NFT uh, projects and NFT space, or just even as an entrepreneur, like, are you going into business for five years or are, or a short-term period? Are you really, are you in this for the long-term? And if you are, there's, go- there's going to have to be a level of consistency that is going to be needed for you to keep showing up to, do, to doing the things that you need to do um, as long as that may take. And we're talking about branding and we're talking a little bit about social media. Uh, and I say in transparency, 
depending if you're following us on some of our social media platforms. And Devon talked about, you know, the different, the many different uh, handles and social media platforms that we're on. Um, we've been a little bit low as far as not branding, but the marketing of the podcast, right, and and, and such. But that's that's on those spaces. There's there's one thing that we knew from the very beginning. All right, if we're going to do this, we are going to consistently put out content. Now, we have our little hiatus in between seasons, but every Wednesday, come hella high water, whatever we have to do, there's going to be an episode dropping. We want to make sure that our listeners out there, uh, our viewers, uh, and if you miss the visual content, if you were one of those individuals uh, that were following us on our YouTube channel, uh, you will see more clips on there, but if you want the whole visual of the whole episode, again, you gotta gotta hook us up with us on the Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash uncompromising, so you can get the video content of all of these episodes for season four. Uh, but anyway, it's it's being consistent and continuing to show up because uh, we know there's people out there, and we appreciate y'all that listen and that download. And that do like the episodes and do leave comments and leave us reviews. And we're here for y'all because, one, because we want to be. But you've also shown that you're here for us. And we want to continue to be good stewards of this time that you're, you've devoted in the past. And that you would continue to devote to, to listening or watching this show that we have, the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast. Uh, so we value that. We value you guys and your time. Uh, so think about that, right? Think about consistency. Think about integrity. Think about your story when you're thinking about not just building the brand uh, for yourself, for your business, but what that really means to your business and the potential success, right? And, and also making sure that while people may have grace, you know, making sure that you have the foundational steps buttoned up and you have the things that you need in place to, to truly, again, not just start the business, but keep it long-term, scale it, and allow you to truly build that legacy, which hopefully is a legacy of, uh, of trust, of excellence, of prosperity, of, of a servant. You know, somebody who's out there, you're getting paid now because we're talking about, you know, this is for-profit business, for profit. but you're serving a community. You're serving customers with the solution that you have to whatever problem is that they have out there. Uh, and, and again, in, in doing so, um, you're leaving a positive legacy in how and this impact that you're leaving on the community in whatever space or in whatever way that may be. Uh, so that's our desire for our uncompromising entrepreneurs out there uh, is that you're good to go at the beginning, you're good to go in the middle, and of course that would lead to whatever that, that long-term success is going to be for you. So integrity is highly important, man. Um, consistency is important. Making sure that you're buttoned up so that you don't you know, potentially have uh, unintentional negative consequences to your business and your brand uh, and the trust that you may have built or that you're looking to build so that you can continue to provide uh, services, make money, support yourself, your family, whatever that is, and continue to, to chase the dreams that you have and pursue that purpose that you feel is there for you in your life. Well said, man. Well said, well said. Uh, well, Uncompromising Entrepreneurs, we thank you. Again, this is episode 76. We are rocking and rolling in season four. Uh, again, if you have not done so already, we would appreciate it if you show some love uh, and like the episode, leave us a comment, leave us a review. We would appreciate that. And then share. Uh, of course, sharing is caring. 
But if you care about what we're doing, if you care about other entrepreneurs or business runners in your life that you know would gain value from listening to this episode specifically about integrity, about consistency and brand, but also just the show in itself, please share that with somebody that you know would gain value from this. We would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Um, We're going to keep it moving on season four with episode 77, which is going to be dropping next week. Uh, Every Wednesday, we are here for y'all. So again, we appreciate you continuing to be here for us as you show up. Uh, Appreciate you, bro. Feel like we've been having, yeah, so some some good convos, man. Mm -hmm. Still continuing to bring the hotness, which is the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast. Until next time, y'all, God bless. Stay encouraged.